Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You cannot lose games in the NFL and still win. Giants are coming off a worse week than Harvey Weinstein. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20, they're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare chested. Somebody stop Look that out, man. Here comes the Until you play in the NFL, what's longer, a half or five-eighths? Or... But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Honey, I Covered the Spread. No guests this week. It's just your two hosts. I am C-Mac. I am back to 500. Finally, it took eight weeks, but I am back to 500, feeling great about myself. On the other side, as always, it is Brian Foley. Brian, another good week for you. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Can't complain. Uh, I think I start off every single fucking podcast by saying that. Um, <laughs> basically, uh, first negative week, two weeks ago. And, uh, what did we do? We just got, you know what I mean? We just, we didn't make any, any excuses. We rolled up the sleeves. We uh, put the hard hat on, we dug into the numbers and we both, uh, finished out positive last week. I went four and two for plus 3.6 units and you went five and four for uh, plus a fifth of a unit. Uh, you now are 30 and 30 on the year, 50%, which I don't want to say it, but isn't that what we don't want? Technically, that is what we don't want. However, <laughs> I feel that's kind of impressive to be 30 and 30 this far in the, in the year. I don't it know. Is, it is. It is. And, and also, we got to remember, you hit the, the first TD prop. So you're up 5.5 units on the year. So you're positive. That's that's solid. Um, next, starting next week, I should probably start calculating our uh, ROI on these. But um, we'll do that next week. And uh, I guess I should. I, two things. You're going to start off with a, a Jets address the nation here with Zach Wilson. But I will say. I didn't release the play, but finally, after seven long weeks, I, I finally hit a first TD prop. Uh, I think I honestly just breaking even at this point after all the ones I've lost, but um, that Metcalf 84 yards uh, got it done. So it feels good to be a part of the club. That was a grown um, man ass touchdown too. <laughs> that was, that was, I, I, I wasn't even watching. I was tracking on my phone and I couldn't believe it. Um, oh, when I, dude, I was, it was awesome. <laughs> I was scrolling and all, and I knew that they were at their own, you know, whatever it was, 15. And I see six for Seattle. And if you think about it, really, he's the only guy who I think can really pull off a play like that. So I knew right away. I was like, it was fucking Metcalf because he's the only guy. Lockett has it in him, but Gino's, you know, you got to hit Lockett and stride down the field, whereas Metcalf can do it himself in a way. So um feels good to be there. But uh, I'm going to let you start us off here uh, with, with the, the Jets news here. Let me know what you think. All right, let's let's get let's just address the elephant in the room right now. <laughs> Flacco's back. It's it's been a while, but he's back for a sixth round pick that could become a fifth. Mm-hmm. I don't hate that trade. Um, I don't I don't really care about Flacco. To be honest, I don't I don't think he's going to play that much. I think he's more of a mentor Zach when he comes back. Uh, in terms of Zach, I mean, there's just there just seems to be. So much wrong with the Jets right now. Let's start at the top, right? Douglas has not hit on like any of these draft picks. I mean, it's it's you got Beckton, you got Bryce Hall from his first draft. So you got a first round pick that fell to him, right? 
he had one offensive lineman right. that he could have chose. It was Beckton and, and Wirfs, I think, or Wills. Right, right. So not a lot of thought process in that. I don't even know if we know if Beckton's that good so far. So I mean, he has shown flashes. He has been solid. He's been good, uh, but he's been injured. Bryce Hall's a sixth-round pick coming off an injury. He's actually played pretty well, which has been nice. But I think he had six or seven other picks. Ashton Davis sucks. So bad. The five aren't even on the team anymore on the practice squad. James Morgan, what a fucking waste of a pick. So not good from Joey Douglas. This draft, uh, Mims, actually Mims was the last draft too. He can't even see the field for some weird reason. They need more playmakers, so let's just keep him on the bench. Uh, this draft, I mean, it's it just doesn't uh, – it seems like he's missing on on a lot of draft picks. When he, he came in as the talent evalu- evaluator, he was the guy that was supposed to hit on draft picks and maybe struggle a little bit in free agency when it seems like it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say he he is the pick accumulator. I mean, I don't know how he's getting picks for the guys that's trading off. He got a fourth for Herndon, who has one catch with the Vikings so far this year. He got a second-round pick for Darnold, who – the Panthers are like moving on from already after fucking seven games. He got, <laughs> he got two first rounds for Blitzboard for Jamal Adams. I mean, it, he is accumulating them, but you got to hit on them at, at, at some point. Moving on to the coaching staff, they look completely out of their league. They they are getting out coached every fucking game. Uh, LaFleur, I mean, what are we doing with LaFleur? How do we get the one LaFleur? I say it every week. How do we get the one LaFleur, it, it, the one guy in the Shanahan coaching tree that has no idea how to run the Shanahan offense? I mean, it, they can't run the ball. They can't pass the ball. The fucking offensive line can't even block a three-man rush because they're just running a simple stunt, and the offensive lineman can't communicate and figure it out. It's so bad from a coaching perspective. Every fourth and one is a fucking goddamn HB dive right right up the middle in the fucking goddamn jumbo package. What do you think you're gonna? What do you think the other team thinks you're gonna do? You can't block, so why are you running right up the fucking goddamn middle? It's bad right now. Defensively, yeah, they got their their teeth kicked in by by the Patriots last week. Let up fifty four. They've been playing pretty well prior to that, so I'm going to give them a little bit of a pass. However, I did see the the defensive line is supposed to be the strength of that team. They haven't – every team has rushed for over 100 yards so far on them this year. That's not good either. That's the defensive line not doing much. I know they switched from the 3-4 to the 4-3 because it's Salah's system, but stop the fucking run. Get some sacks. No, I think – was it – wasn't it reversed? And that's the issue, or am I wrong here? Because I thought now Quinton Williams is—he's playing like the end almost. Yeah, so right they, they went to the fourth right? Isn't no three four? I thought they went to. So now he has to play the end. Whereas in the fourth three, he could be a, a defensive tackle. Because now we need a nose tackle, am I, or am I fucking that up? Am I flipping that around? I think I know Solomon is the fourth three. Okay, so then maybe I'm wrong. Because I thought the fourth three was good for Quinton. It should maybe be. That, I, I just don't know. It, it, they don't seem like they're getting much pressure. No, no, I mean, they're definitely not. Um, it's just, it just seems bad right now. But I know they're the youngest team. They're, they're getting bit with injuries, too. I mean, they have a shit ton. 
Um, Mosley was out, which is why I think I'm giving the defense a bit of a pass here. Uh, Cause he, I, I think Mosley, I think you saw how valuable he is to that defense, but mm-hmm. it's, it, it's bad right now. Yeah. I, I have nothing really to add to that. I, I just figured you had a lot on that on your mind there. Uh, I, for one, have, am losing hope just very fast. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to let you know a little secret. I can't believe after seven weeks I'm saying this based on where we were before the year. And I can't believe this even happened. I, I really couldn't believe it. But I was thinking about Dan Campbell in the shower today. As I was showering, I was thinking about how he was supposed to be the store brand version of Robert Sala. I would love Dan Campbell right now. Everything Dan Campbell does between trying to win games, Robert Sala looks lost on the sidelines. And that's the thing about running the fucking stairs after the game. Yeah. How lame was that? That was the lamest shit I've ever heard in my life. That's like high school football shit. I hate that. That's like Joe judge shit. I, I, I think that shit is so lame. And we thought that was something that, like, Campbell was going to do. Campbell, I, I cannot believe how much I like the guy. I, I love I, him. I, I, for a city and team that is so boring with the lines, uh, the roster that's so boring, a quarterback that is beyond boring in Jared Goff, this guy is everything you want. And he's going to be around for a long time there, I hope. As long as they bring in maybe some X's and O's guys around him to kind of let, you know, once they do get talent eventually – uh, I, I love the guy. He's playing Madden. Same thing as Staley in, in LA. And I will, if every shit team had a coach like Campbell, there wouldn't be a bad game on Sunday. No. Onside kicks, going for it on fourth down, all this shit. I, I don't see anything from the Jets. I don't even know. Like, it, it's, it's, it's the same team as last year with Case. Like, it's, it's, there's nothing, not one positive. The only positive I could say, I'm seeing all these goddamn stats and advanced metrics that the Jets Instagram account posts about how these players like John Franklin and Elijah Vera Tucker are doing so great. I, I don't know. I don't, maybe they are, but man, oh man, I can't tell based on, yeah, you know, John Franklin's doing great. They got 50 points dropped on him. I don't really care how John Franklin's doing. It's so, you know, maybe that's a little bit short-sighted, but it, it's, they got a young team. They have a new coaches, 22 year old quarterback. I understand all that. But like, once again, I just don't see oh, coming off a buy. And you know what the Pats want to do to you offensively. Like you, you, we know what they want to do. They want to run the ball and check down. That's all they did. And <laughs> dropped fifty-four points. <laughs> it's so bad. I, and I guess I'll, I'll leave it at that for now. But it's it's um things are getting bleak. And now Wilson's knee is hurt. I really don't know. You know, do we have any any update on that? Uh, it's a two to four, but. I'm assuming it's going to be a little more towards four to six. Uh, it's just the PCL, which is the least, mm. um, I don't know, least injury. Fuck, I don't, I don't know how to explain this. Anyway, the MCL and the ACL are the more right. severe uh, ligaments in your knee. There, so it is the least um, I, uh, timetable yeah, I to come you. back from. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, but I got gotcha. you. Um, I, not, I don't think they'll rush him back. There's no reason to rush him back. It, 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 this feels like the – was it the first year with Donald? He went out four games, came back the last four, and, and lit, lit it up. Mm-hmm. I think it's good for Zach. I think he's going to calm down a little bit. Uh, but I mean, with that offensive line, I mean, fucking McGovern and, and Greg Van Roten are just traffic phones. 
I, I don't know how they have jobs. I know how they have a job because the guy backing them up is Dan Feeney. He's even worse. So hey, that, he has a handlebar mustache. Uh, he's got a mullet and he goes to Islander games and chugs beer. So that's all that matters. The last so, thing um, actually I did want to bring up was the Jets defensive coordinator, Jeff Ulbright, said after the game that he was pissed that the Patriots ran up. The, he felt as if the Patriots were running the score up. Mm. I hate that. Fucking stop them, dude. They didn't even have like any of their fucking starters in the game. Fucking stop them. This is the NFL, man. Like, have some fucking pride and get like a third down stop. Don't complain that they're running the fucking score up. Yeah, I wish they dropped 75. I um I am I was actively rooting against them for how pathetic they looked. Mm-hmm. I uh as as people probably know, I live in Boston. I'm a Jets fan. I was out. In South South Boston, good old South Boston, watching the game, surrounded by Pats fans. And um, I was trying to convince them that it was actually a trap game for the Jets, but they weren't buying it. But um, <laughs> so so uh, it was tough. But um, yeah, I, I think I think we said enough. Just had to get that off our chest. With the backup, and we got Mike Davis. Oh, oh, one more thing, and we'll keep it quick here. I, I don't get why they came, and we kind of talked about it. I think in the preview. I, I don't understand why they came into the year with the two quarterbacks they did on the roster. It makes no sense to me because it happened. And now look, we're giving up picks for Joe Flacco. I just, did, I, I don't understand what I didn't get it. Um, still don't, but whatever. Yep. We'll move on here. Um, I, that, I mean, uh, just think about it real quick. You, you have a rookie quarterback. So who do you bring in to back him up? Another quarterback that hasn't taken an NFL snap ever. Mm-hmm. What are they talking about in the meeting room? I don't know. They both don't because they both don't know. It's ridiculous. I mean, but to be honest, I do think the whole like mentoring QB thing, I do think it's a little bit overblown uh, because we got that whole fucking spiel with Josh McCown and Sam Darnold. So I don't know how much I buy into it, but but you need a quarterback who can play when the guy goes down more than anything. And they don't have that. And like I said, I was literally showering thinking about like, man, love Dan Campbell, what he's doing there in Detroit. Literally had to stop myself. I was like, am I really – would I rather have Dan Campbell right now than Robert Sala? Who would have thunk it? But uh, we'll leave it at that. Let's just, let's just get into the slate. We're going to find more winners, and, uh, you know, maybe we'll stop thinking about the Jets. But uh, we're going to start off Thursday night here. We got Kyler and co. still undefeated, hosting the Green Bay Packers. They are laying six and a half. With a total of 50 and a half, I am going to let you start here. Um, funny story here. I picked up, I spent some free agent auction mm. dollars on Alan some Lazard. Fab. Some, some fab, fab, if you will, on Alan Lazard. Mm-hmm. Alan I did Lazard, as you all know, is in the receiving core with Devontae Adams, who has COVID. Mm-hmm. Alan Lazard promptly gets placed on the COVID list. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're both out, right? Yep, both out. And, but uh, MBS is back, coming off the IR. All right, so there's our first touchdown score. Um, yeah, I don't have much on this game because mm-hmm. of those injuries. Um, I, I honestly might tease the Cardinals. Uh, do I want to do that? No, nah, I probably won't do that. I, I really don't have much here. Cardinals look still pretty good. Uh, they're averaging 32 a game still. Their defense is weirdly good. Uh, J.J. Watt looks a little bit reborn. 
uh, if I may here, he's looked great. They, they just look like a solid team, honestly. I wasn't overly impressed with the game against the Texans this week, but again, they just did enough to get it done. And they just look like a solid team going forward. Um, I do think this would have been a hell of a lot of a better game with obviously Adams and Lazard, but um, I, I don't see them having, I don't think they'll lose to the Packers without those two. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent on the same uh, side as you here. I, I'm going to have some plays here though. I, I, I'm trying to figure out exactly where to go. Maybe you can help me out. I, so obviously no Adams or Lazard, like you said, I think no team is more affected by a receiver being out than the Green Bay Packers. The, the fall off is elite to bad. I, I'm not even going to say below average. I think bad. Lazard and MBS are bad. I was not a big Tanyan guy even before the year. I, I think he's very limited. I think he's a great kind of red zone goal line type of guy, but I, he's not um, – he's checked down city. He's not making any contested catches, I don't think. I don't have the stats to prove that, but – um. Based on his build, that's not my type of guy. And here's the other thing. I've been saying for weeks now that we need an offense that can take advantage of the injuries on this Green Bay defense. Uh, Alexander's still out. He's not coming back. He might be out for the year now, I was reading. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I think they're, they're missing a couple of guys on the edge. We got to the, the quarterback. So you're yeah, telling me. Yeah, pretty injury prone. Uh, injury. Yeah. This, yeah. this um, Arizona offense that is absolutely humming. And I'm not a big fan. I wasn't a big fan of them either coming to the year, but they're humming right now. And you're going up against a banged up D. And on the other end, you have an offense that, regardless of the quarterback, who is unbelievable, he, he can't do it by himself. Like he, he literally can't. I wouldn't be surprised if his goal is just to get out of this game healthy and look to next week. I know how great he is. And people are like, no way he's in things like that. I think when you're older in age and you literally know that it's going to be a very, pretty much, I think it's a borderline. I'm not saying possible, that'd be ridiculous, but I just don't on the road, short week, like you know, probably teams banged up as it is. This is a just let's get this over with. Let's run the ball. Let's get this, let's get out of here. And for that, I'm I'm leaning Arizona here. I'm trying to figure out how to go about it. The team's total is 28 and a half. I might go over on that. I might just money line parlay uh the cards. I might uh might just lay the points. I, I don't know. But um, the one thing I am looking at for sure is uh, player props for the receivers. I think uh, Arizona's going to attack them down the field. Uh, this Green Bay team has not played a quarterback above average besides, I think, Joe Burrow within the past, like, six weeks. Yeah, it's been cakewalks. Yeah, Heineke, Field, Big Ben, Jimmy G, Goff, uh, who was weak one, Jameis. You know, none of these guys can really attack them downfield like Arizona can. And the one guy I'm looking at right now is, or two guys actually, is Christian Kirk. His total prop is at 44 and a half, and um, Rondale Moore, which is uh, 31 and a half. Um, Kirk is currently second in targets on the team, so I'm leaning that way. But I might just rip both, put a unit on each. Um, and you know what? I'll lock that in now, actually. I put a unit on each of those. I think uh, they get over those marks. I think Green Bay is going to try to focus on Hopkins for the most part. And I think that's where uh, those two guys come in. Only thing to keep an eye out on that I was going through the injury report because we are a day, 24 hours out now, is um, Rodney Hudson has been out, and now their starting center is questionable. If he does not play, I don't think they have anyone really to fill in, which does make that offensive line a little bit vulnerable. It's not one of the better offensive lines in the league as it is. So um, that is something to keep an eye out on. Um, 
but uh, yeah, overall, uh, I'm gonna take one. I'm gonna lock in those two player props, but I'm gonna get Arizona in some shape or form. Definitely gonna probably tease him or money line parlay money line parlay him, depending on the odds. But um, yeah, that's what I got there. Green Bay's uh, DC is also out with COVID, so they're turning to their linebacker coach to call the defense. There you go. So maybe let's just do team total. I'm gonna lock that in now. <laughs> So they go two props in the team total, and then I'm going to money line parlay them or tease, depending on the odds. Like I said, love it. Um, I'm going to hit Kirk from longer longest reception over whatever it is, okay. and I, maybe maybe a little Kirk uh, first tutty. Now we're talking. <laughs> but next up, we have the Buffalo Bills. They are coming off a bye. They are hosting Miami, who broke your heart last week, and the total is 48. And or I'm sorry, no, total is 49 and a half, and Buffalo is laying 13 and a half. Let's start quick with Miami. Uh, I think we saw that, or we'll see if you agree. I don't think the travel was an issue last week for them. I think Miami, ju- I mean, I'm sorry, Atlanta just absolutely gashed them. Uh, what are your thoughts there with the two and a half there? That, that unfortunately, it sucks because you laid less than three and the team wins and you don't cover that, that kind of situation is just kind of luck based in my opinion. Um, but what, what do you, what were your thoughts on that one quickly on uh, Miami and uh, Atlanta? It hurt even more because the line went to like one and a half before the game. Mm-hmm. Um, why, why on third and eight with Matt Ryan, why did Matt Ryan try to pick up a first down on third and eight with two guys in front of him? And a guy behind him and not tuck the ball. Why, Matt Ryan? God, you suck. The, the, both teams did not look like they had any problems moving down the field on each other. That Miami defense is pretty fucking bad. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think Miami probably should have won. Two just threw two really bad picks. Yeah, he's done that two weeks in a row now. Because even against yeah. Jacksonville, he looks great overall. But when he does mess up, it's like a really bad uh, and really bad turnover-worthy play, and that that is such so bad that it's an easy pick. You know what I mean? It's not even like the DB has to make a hard catch. It's like into their stomach type of pick. Yeah, yeah that first one, he tried to hit somebody uh, in the end zone, and th- there was like three like three of the defensive backs were like, "Do you want it? Do you want it?" Yeah, yeah. And then the second one was right after Matt Ryan threw a pick. And the next play, he throws a pick, and the guy takes it back to the 20. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think they should have won that game. I agree with you. I don't think the, the rest was was a factor, really. Um, but Buffalo's a different animal. Buffalo's good defense. They're not Miami with, with that heat. They're going, they're going up north. Mm-hmm. I, I, I might look at a Buffalo team total here. Just with this division game, and I do think, like we just said too, if he's not throwing picks, I mean, he can really move the ball pretty well. Uh, so that fourteen seems—I don't know if it seems high. It just scares me a little bit. Um, so I'll probably just look at a Buffalo team total for this one. Okay. Yeah, uh, like you said, two is all short to intermediate, and, and although he is money with them. I do think eventually you got to start throwing it downfield. Buffalo's going to be sitting on that. Miami has no run game uh, whatsoever. Horrible offensive line. So when you kind of roll that all up, we're going to need two to throw it downfield, which will probably not bode well for them since he has not really done it much. Um, on the other side of the ball, though, I think is the bigger thing is that Miami D is getting cooked. They got both corners back last week, which 
maybe so confident in that plus two and a half. And Kyle Pitts torched them over the middle. Um, it was, it was, he's, I know he's starting to come out and Matt Ryan looked good, but still, man, you, you can't get torched like that. With those two, with what they're paying those corners, you need the other guys on, on that defense to at least be serviceable. And, and they are not right now. Uh, McCourty is hurt and he's not going to be playing. And he is the guy who covers the slot. And I was looking at their depth chart. The next two guys up are Justin Coleman and Nick Needham. And they played a lot this year. And my boy, my man, my man, my guy, did these boys get cooked? Absolutely cooked. So where I'm at with this is basically Cole Beasley. Is this the, finally the game this year where he kind of goes off? Uh, the first time they played, he went for four catches, 46 yards. And that was in a weird game where I think there was a defensive touchdown for the Bills, a lot of short fields with turnovers and whatnot. So if you they, that kind of is taken out of the equation and there's more obviously attempted passes, I think Beasley goes over his yards total. If it's anything below, I mean, 60, uh, 50. The only thing I'm wondering is maybe, you know, Dawson Knox, he's the guy over the middle. But I just definitely think with those corners on Miami on the outside, you got to attack them over the middle. So it's either going to be Beasley or Knox. Once again, maybe just take both of them and, and, and you know, avoid any any disaster. But um, that's where I'm leaning. And just to add insult to injury, I Googled Justin Coleman to get his PFF grade. An Arizona college basketball player who last played in 2018 popped up before the professional football player. So I think that's all you need to know. Bad. Um, I will ask you one quick thing because of the 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 debate last week over whether or not that trip back from London was going to be an issue. I didn't think it was. You might still think maybe it was. Now we're going on week two since then. And now you get another team off a of bye. If they weren't already banged up and tired last week, do you think it's possible this week? Or is that now we're getting way too uh, what if? Two teams off a bye after a London trip. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> that is. I will say this. All four teams on a, coming off a bye last week did not cover the spread. Okay. Saints, Niners, Falcons, Jets. No one covered the spread. So, okay. that's all I'll say. Yeah. So, I guess I, I'm going to be on Beasley props depending on where the number pops out. Um, I'll be sure to tweet these out. But we'll keep on moving here. We uh, we got it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm all over the place. Yeah, we got Atlanta hosting Carolina. Uh, Darnold will start. He was benched last game, but he'll be back in there. Uh, Atlanta is currently length three with a total of 46. I will make a quick comment here that it is so funny to me how if you have a 3 nothing game at half, a 3-3 game at half, everyone's turning it off. Everyone's like, this sucks. This game sucks. These teams suck. But all of a sudden, you throw a little curveball in there like a safety, and you get a 5-3 score, and now the game's fun. Now, now you got all the baseball jokes. Oh, are we watching a baseball game? Um, little score. Did we have score got me in that game? I think we did. <laughs> Covering puck line? No, it was in, it was yeah, in the uh, Arizona game. That was score got me. Oh, Arizona score got me? Um, oh, there was safety in that, too. Yep. But, man, oh, man, I've never seen a 5-3 game talked about more on social media than this one. People, It was having fun. Interception. All the fourth down stops. It was actually, um, like I said, this game was on where I was at, and I was enjoying every every last minute of it because um, when you have two offenses, it looks like they just cannot get in the end zone. It is, it's a lot of fun. But um, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, I was on. Room. I was watching Red Zone, and they weren't. They, I mean, they were never on it. And every time uh, I was on the G Men, so for mm-hmm. a while there, every time I looked, it was third and fucking fifteen. I'm like, what are they possibly doing on first and second down where it's third and fifteen? But either third and fifteen or at the goal line, but never any touch or in the red zone, never any touchdown. It's just just crazy. I t- the Darnold pick was nice. We got that out of the way early. I knew he had that in him. You're right though. You see five on that scoreboard. Let's start watching that game. Yeah. It's fun because now it's crazy. We don't know. I would we- love to see. I was thinking about it because uh, it was three two at one point, right? Or was it yeah. three three and they got the yeah. safety? Three two, three two, and then the field goal went five three. Dude, you see a game? They get another safety, right? Four four. Come on! Now. I mean, a four uh, three. Uh, <laughs> that's must watch television. <laughs> <laughs> that is must-watch television. <laughs> oh, we love safeties. Just keep them coming. Rogers almost stepped out of the end zone. We almost had three in one week. Oh, it was uh, so great. Nothing I, like good old MLB joke. Is it baseball? This game's so boring. <laughs> I, I, I don't have much in here. I'll probably find them taking the fucking Falcons again. God bless me. I got mm-hmm. they gotta they gotta cut and spread once, right? Yeah, you would you would think. You'd like to think. You would like to think. The Panthers just look so bad right now. I mean, the, the Giants' defense is awful, and they scored three points. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. That is just awful. Um, I, I want to take the Falcons. I don't know if I will. They hurt me every fucking week, and I just love the pain. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I, I'm even – I'm even thinking about an under here. I mean, Carolina's averaging 21 a game. Atlanta's averaging 25. I, I mean, 22. Low scoring. I, I, don't, I really don't have much on this game. It, I, I don't like Carolina at all anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> defense, though, like, I, you know, we still don't know about the defense, which is funny. They're, I think they're probably middle of the pack. But, you know, they're third this year in EPA uh, uh, on the de- defensive side of the ball. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're in the second straight road game. Uh, they're indoors. So, honestly, I was leaning over. And my reasoning behind it is this Falcons defense is so fucking bad. Um, it is so goddamn bad. It might be the one of the – not – it is one of the worst. It might be the worst. And if they're – my God, it, with the weapons Carolina has on as far as receiver and whatnot, it's like – if there's any any time if there's ever a week to get it going, it's this one. And on the other side of the ball, I mean, Atlanta has been cooking. Uh, people, uh, Arthur Smith has gotten it going. Uh, I'm going to quickly go through where they ranked week by week in EPA, and uh, let me know what you think here. 30, 28, 13, 8, 11, 9. Um, so that's, you know, top half of the league the last four weeks and two top tens. And, you know, you, you're behind teams like Rams, Arizona, Bills, and even Chiefs. I know they're struggling. You know, they're, they're, they've been cooking lately. Pitch has been going. So I expect them to put up points, uh, hopefully. You know, I know this Carolina D is supposed to be great, but it, I, I think we can both agree it might be still a little bit overrated. Um, yep. Only issue there is if they do get after the quarterback like they have been, uh, it could be an issue. No, nah, Matt Ryan will just fucking run for eight yards on third and eight. True. Boys got wheels all of a sudden. Um, and then, like I said, on the other side of the ball, I mean, I have the care. I also have Carolina's EPA per week just to, cause I think these two teams are trending total, two totally different ways. 
22, 17, 6, 14, 32, 24. Um, so like you said, I, I'm leaning over here. I, I don't love it though. It feels like more one of those take advantage of the low total here. Um, but uh, I would lean over indoors, like I said, and um, but like I, said, I would pass and I would lean Atlanta. Uh, don't love laying the full three. I wish, I wish we got it at under three because I think it did open two and a half. But just just lean the over here, I think, for me. Nothing from you? No. Okay. Moving on, we got the Detroit Lions, my man Dan Campbell, your man Dan Campbell, everybody's man Dan Campbell. Uh, I don't think one person dislikes him right now. He is just, like I said, I, I, I could talk for an hour and a half on Dan Campbell and just how, how great he's been for that franchise so far through seven weeks. But um, anyway, they are catching – three and a half points at home against the Philadelphia Eagles who are coming to town total of 48 I will start here um my god I don't think there's been a team I've bet on well actually two teams I've just continued to bet on and lose and, and when I bet against them I also lose it's Philly and San Fran cannot get a read on these goddamn teams I'm with you on uh, San my, Fran there Miles Sanders is done I believe right is he out for the week he looked he carted off they haven't. Nah, it's just a low ankle sprain. They haven't decided yet. Interesting. I mean, that's a little bit dramatic for a guy who's fucking carted off. Um, <laughs> he was carted off. Yeah. <laughs> they were. Fu- it's so fucking stupid. Dude. I have in fantasy. There's a there's a recurring theme of people I have in fantasy that just either hurt or they suck. They were finally giving him the ball. He five carries in the first drive, and then mm-hmm. first play the second drive, he's out. And that's the way to attack the Raiders is, is on the ground. So um, it sucks because I didn't even know that, that they were actually going to run the ball on them. But um, that, that explains why I got so out of hand because, my God, Jalen Hurts, uh, we know what he is. He doesn't do anything in the first half, waits until his team's down big and the defense gets soft. And then he uses his legs and, you know, obviously throw, throws the ball around a little bit. And he ends up with like a mediocre stat line. But, my God. Um, once again, I have the point totals in the first half through the first, you know, seven weeks so far, I'm going to start from week one, seven, seven, six, 13, but against the chiefs and that, you know, that defense, I don't know how, how much that matters seven and then three, or I'm sorry. No, I, I started at the most recent week. I'm sorry. So I, that was flipped, but never more than a touchdown in the first half so far this year, but their point totals typically end around 20. Um, I'm not sure if you have their average of points per game. I should have probably pulled that. But um, uh, they have 20, 23. 23. And they haven't scored more than a touchdown in the first. Well, I think it's the Chiefs haven't scored more than a touchdown in the first half. That's yeah, um, crazy. So he's a garbage time hero. Um, that made me start to think, okay, maybe we can grab a little sneaky little Detroit first half play. However, I started going through their numbers quick, and they're just not a good football team. No. Um, Jared Goff, I don't know if I remember a, a more household quarterback name with less wide receiver weapons. Um, I don't know who these guys are. The, the one guy, Raymond, seems to be their receiver, wide receiver one. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, both teams solid in the trenches. Campbell's just doing everything he can to win games, which I which talked about. We love it. He's not trying to lose. Like, he's not trying to not lose. He's trying to win. And that could go either way, though, like we talked about with Staley. It's tough to pick a side here. I like Detroit getting the hook there, but if it was at three, I would like Philly in a way. Um, 
was looking at maybe some props. And once again, uh, the last two weeks, Moreau for the Raiders and then OJ Howard for the Bucks had decent games. And more, what was more eye-opening was the Bucks really going after OJ Howard in that game, which made me feel like they saw something. So that might bode well for Hawkinson and co. Um, but I don't know, man. Uh, I know you have Swift, you have Swift in fantasy. You can run on this Eagles team very easily. And that's kind of an analytical strategy thing we talked about with the Bills. Um, Philly is probably the most analytical team in the league. So if you could figure out who's getting the carries, maybe some props for Swift. Um, but uh, nothing, no, no plays as of now. Yeah, I might take Detroit again. I might just ride this. Yeah. I just like what they're doing, man. I mean, it is funny when you think about it, right? They throw they threw the kitchen sink at the Rams. Fake punts, onside kicks, uh, fourth down it. conversions. I, all of it. Loved it. Never going to oh. win that game. Only going to win that game if everything goes right. And everything almost went right. And guess what? They still lost by fucking nine. So... <laughs> It makes you think what's going to happen when they when everything doesn't go right, and we kind of found that out against the Bengals, right? That was everything not going right. Now, was <laughs> that just, not to cut you off? Was that not going right, or was that just one of the few one of the times that's going to eventually happen this year, where just a good a good or above average team just smacks them down? I don't even know if that was like a a decision making thing, or um, was, that might have just been that's going to happen when you have yeah. the roster they do. All right, fair point. Yeah. So, I mean, I just I, I like Detroit. I, I think I think the fans like this team. Weirdly enough, even though they suck, they play hard. They're in games for the most part. I mean, they're averaging eighteen points a game, um, which that's not good. Like, let's if be they, honest. If they had if they had actual offensive weapons, I genuinely think this team is. I mean, I'm not going to get crazy here. They would have a win. <laughs> It's not yeah. maybe not a hot take, but it's dude. Ah, uh, you know, I like I said, I could talk forever. I'm sorry to keep cutting you off. No, it's all good. Um, we're a pro Dan Campbell podcast, but I, I'll probably wind up taking the Lions um, if it stays above three. I, I just I just love the I love DeAndre Swift. I fucking love this guy. I bought his jersey on Sunday just because he's he's the only guy on my fantasy team that seems to care. Um, mm-hmm. So when you see me, you know, rocking that. Uh, silver and blue. Just know that Detroit, I'm with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll probably want to take them. They'll probably lose, but you're right. Jalen Hurts sucks. Serrani sucks. Mm-hmm. The whole offense is just brutal to watch mm-hmm. uh, until until that garbage time. You're right. Jalen Hurts, I, I don't know how they decided on him, but they did. And I can't see them doing anything remotely successful with them because he has no accuracy. He has no touch. He has no feel. He just kind of runs sometimes. It's, it, it's something in Philly right now, but uh, I'll probably want to take in Detroit, but I'm not locking that in yet. Fair enough. We will move on here. We got Indy, Carson Wentz hosting Tennessee and Tannehill. We got a little AFC South competition here. Um, both teams getting hot as of late. Uh, we got the Colts are currently laying one, and the total is 50 and a half. I have a play here, so I'm going to let you start it off first. Okay. I do not have a play here. I will tell you my leans. Um, I am mm-hmm. leading Tennessee again. I, I got away with this one a couple weeks back when they played the Colts. Uh, Lane, I think it was five and a half. Um, they are in Indy, 
with Jim Irsay. I wonder if he's tweeted anything uh, as of late. But I just like what Tennessee's doing right now. I think they got a bit of their swagger back, if you will. They took down the Bills and the Chiefs in consecutive weeks, and it was not just a takedown of the Chiefs. It was an absolute beatdown, drubbing, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they they dominated every facet of the game. Now, I don't think the Chiefs are in a very good place right now, so I don't know how much merit that holds, but I, I think Tennessee's kind of rounding into form here. Not that the Colts aren't. I just don't think the Colts win that game if, in San Fran if it's not a hurricane, just because Jimmy Jimmy G just forgot how to play ball. Um, the Colts, half the Colts' like playbook was throw a deep pass, underthrow it so that the DB runs into the receiver and you get the ball at the one yard line for Jonathan Taylor. Um, so I wasn't. I don't think you could take much from that San Fran Colts game, honestly. With the, with all that weather. Um, I just like Tennessee right now more in terms of their personnel. Tannehill back there instead of Carson Wentz and just just kind of the way they're playing right now. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so I'm going to, once again, if there's a theme to this week. I'm going to quickly go through where this team's ranked in EPA. Week one through uh, week seven. And this time I'm getting it correct. This is starting at week one. For Indy, it went from 26, 25, 21, 11, 4, 2, 14. And that 14, like you said, was in a goddamn monsoon. Mm-hmm. So um, that's actually pretty impressive for uh, mm-hmm. what they were playing in. Um, why is that happening? I think it's because they're getting healthier. O-lines, you know, everyone's getting back. Wentz getting back. Everyone, Everyone's doing well. Pittman's a, a stud. Yes. Um, I'm not going to say he's in that upper echelon tier, but he is He is um, a very promising young receiver. Yep. And um, the other in Tennessee, we got 31, 7, 16, 22, 7, 6, 5. And what I noticed was their play action percentage. I'm not going to get into the actual numbers. It's shooting through the roof again. It looks like Todd Downing was like, huh, this worked last year with the other guy. Why am I trying to recreate the wheel? <laughs> let's, let's get back to it. A.J. Brown is getting healthier. Uh, Julio Jones is getting healthier. You could probably guess where I'm going with this here. I am going to be taking that over 50 and a half. Uh, it's below that team number of 51 and i like that they're indoors they're gonna be on the rug and ultimately i, I even the way they these teams match up you got um a tennessee defense that i think is still garbage uh their numbers are a little bit inflated right now because of what they did against the good offense of kansas city uh i don't think that's sustainable they play 10 times and that happens zero yet somehow it still happened um and like i said the indie offense is cooking and then the other side of the ball, this Indy D, which is typically solid, what's really keeping their numbers up is their run defense. And how do you run on a great run defense? A name, a man by the name, Derrick Henry. So I, I just like the way this is planning out. Tannehill's going to have to throw the ball more if the run D does stop Henry. And Tannehill throwing the ball a lot is never a bad thing for an over because either they're going to be having these big plays with A.J. Brown and Julio or they're going to have turnovers and, you know, quick three and outs with the clock stop. I'm on that over 15 and a half. And just because of that little strategic matchup and maybe Tennessee getting a little bit more credit than they should for that Kansas city win, I would lean Indy, but um, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not in love with that at all. I'm going to be on that over though. I like it. And we will keep on moving on. Um, the next two games here, I don't have much. We'll see if you do, but we got the Rams visiting Houston. I believe it is Tyrod time. It's not, 
been officially announced, but I believe he's going to be coming back. The Davis Mills experiment might be coming to an end. Houston is catching 14 and a half at home, a total of 47 and a half. Um, early start time for the Rams. Um, I'll give one quick thought and then I'll give it off to you here. But I, you know, I, I don't ever love just laying a ton of points with this Rams team. It feels like they struggle in these spots under McVay. Um, most notably, I think of when the Jets beat them last year. Um, but uh, even last week, they couldn't get it done. I know that Campbell was going crazy, but maybe it's a matter of McVay, you know, a, a guy as offensively minded as him. Maybe he just doesn't want to show anything, doesn't want to waste any play calls um, in a game like this. Uh, but, you know, I, I got nothing here. I would lean. I would lean Rams in the under. Well, actually, if Tyrod plays, I would I would actually like Houston. Um, yeah, even if he doesn't really practice. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. I would like to think he, he after playing early in the year and being around, he would still be okay. But that's a good point. I, I would lean Houston, and I would lean the um, – probably lean the over if he plays. Under if he doesn't. Really like the under if he doesn't, though. Yeah, I lean Rams here as well. I just can't see Houston keeping up with them in, in any facet, especially if Davis Mills plays. I think if Davis Mills plays, they're definitely going to be in the Rams. Um, if Tyrod's back, we'll see what happens. Um, but, yeah, I like the Rams here. I, I don't even think – you're probably right with McVay, honestly. He's trying to hide some things. Um, mm-hmm. He is that smart and kind of that – he thinks – that way it feels, but I still think uh, I, I think to be able to cover that because that that offense should be able to. No one covers Cooper Cup. I really don't understand it. I mean, he has twelve catches a game for fucking two hundred yards and two touchdowns, and everyone's still double teaming Robert Woods. Doesn't make any sense. But I think that offense should be able to get going rather easily, and the defense is still still pretty good. Yeah, I agree, and I. I will say Davis Mills has been so much better at home than on the road, uh, most notably against the Pats. I think, um, you know, so maybe, you know what, I might be I'm kind of talking myself into the over, right? What's the, what's the total at? Uh, 47 and a half? Rams are averaging four. 14 points a game, so. Right. Do you have the home numbers, though, compared to away? Is that too yes, much? To ask? 20, about 23 points at home, seven away. There, and you know what, dude? I'm not going to rip it, but uh, very strongly to the over. That's that's a classic home road split. Rams will score easily on this D, and, um, you know, hopefully it is early start time. Yeah, for them. Rams, are, Rams are about 30 a game, and it's pretty even uh, home and away. away. <laughs> mm. The only, only way that doesn't hit is, like we talked about, is Vic McVay is keeping everything tucked away, play calling-wise, and uh, maybe a little slow start for the West Coast team, which then again I would lean – over in, over in Houston with the points, if you were to go that route, you can't lose both, I don't think. definitely. Yeah, Houston's both. defense is a little better at home as well. They're letting up 23 as opposed to 33 on the road. So major splits. There's typically that is a major splits. split. Yeah, yeah. Major splits. Um, that whole Houston crowd, baby. Getting the boys pumped. <laughs> um, nothing there. Got to wait until he was playing quarterback. So we'll, um, we'll move on here. Uh, we got the Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 hosting the Cincy Bengals. Uh, Davis has been announced as a starter. So it's Davis versus Burrow. Cincy um, is laying 10 and a half. It ticked up there. 
with a total of 42 to 42 and a half. I'll start. Um, my God, I'm not betting the Jets, but if there was ever a letdown spot for Cincinnati yeah. this week, yeah. Um, yeah. huge divisional win, third straight road game. You don't really see that often. Um, I'm not betting the Jets. You can't make me. But um, if it, if you're going to bet the Jets and you, you really want to just burn money, maybe take a money line, right? If it's that big of a letdown. Um, no way. You know, what? <laughs> I mean – I mean, I'm, based on those odds, you're banking on a letdown, like a huge letdown from the Cincy team. Um, yeah, but it's 10 and a half. There's, there's a letdown. There's a huge letdown. Hey. All right. Um, but, um, okay, how about this? Take the points, but also sprinkle a little bit on the money line. Okay, that's um, I don't think uh, – is it, what is his name, Mike White? I always want to say Mike Davis. Yeah, it's, it's uh, Mike White. Mike White, uh, I really don't think he's much of a step down from Zach Wilson. As crazy as that is to say, I don't think Zach did anything to deserve any sort of credit. Um, but, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I got. Is Mosley back? I, I have a crazy bet here that I'm trying to talk myself through. Okay. <laughs> if Mosley's back, and you know, maybe, you know, let, you know, who knows? I think the Jets are the side here to take, but like I said, I'm not rushing to do that. This popped into my head earlier this week. The Jets have no points scored in the first quarter all year. Zero points through seven games in the first quarter. God. When you talk about a letdown spot for Cincinnati, right? Mm -hmm. What if we just take the Jets' money line first quarter? (laughs) What are the odds? The odds probably aren't even like – what are the odds? I don't know. I I don't get them until before the game, but – that's, yeah, that, I mean, that would be my only bet. That's the only thing I'm looking at here is possibly Jets first quarter if that line is just crazy, which it probably should be because you have on one hand a team that hasn't scored a fucking single point in the first quarter mm-hmm. against a team that just beat the Ravens. So that would be my only play, but I have nothing else on this game. Um, I got nothing. Moving on, we got the Cleveland Brownies coming off Thursday night football extended rest hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers who are coming off a bye. So both teams had uh, a good amount of time to prepare for each other. I'm sure Pittsburgh's a little bit pissed that uh, they are facing a team with, who also kind of had rest after um, the Thursday night game. You know what I mean? Usually the buy spot is uh, you take advantage of it. Cleveland is currently laying three and a half, a total of 42 and a half. This is just a class, uh, you know, like, like every Cleveland game the past you know, few weeks, it, you need to know the injury report. I no idea who's playing. I think Chubb's supposed to come back. Um, I'll I'll let you if you have anything here. The the floor is yours. I, I I don't really because I saw Baker could play. Baker couldn't. Um, I saw Chubb could play. Chubb couldn't. I think Hunt's definitely out. Right. I, there's just so many injuries. Um, I mean, you got to think. I mean, these two teams don't like each other. <laughs> oh, that's why I would lean taking the three and three and a half. That's, you know what I mean? That is that that was my thought process as well. Um, the Browns curb stomp Pittsburgh last year in the playoffs at Pittsburgh, right? So yep. I mean, there's bad blood there. I, I just I think the bye week made us possibly forget just how bad Big Ben is, but <laughs> true. Um, I would I'm leaning three and a half. I got to see injury-wise what happens with the Browns, but Pittsburgh well-rested. Browns a little bit well-rested. 
Um, divisional game, I just feel like these teams always keep it close. So if you get more than a field goal, I think you, you take that other team. Yeah, I think the spread of three and a half is almost a line you would expect if some of those guys were coming back. Um, maybe not Baker, but maybe um, a, a few of the Chubb, yeah, the receiver is playing. Uh, if you like Pitt, is Jarvis I, out too? Because Jarvis left last. Yeah, I think he's still questionable. That's what I was just going to say. That I would grab Pitt in the points now, and there's a good chance a lot. A lot of these guys don't play. Even OBJ was was hurting. So even if they do play, they're going to be banged up. They're clearly not close to 100. percent um, Grab Pitt in the points, and it's going to be ugly. But I mean, I think. Um, this is a, a spot where they're kind of factoring into that line, you know, laying more than a field goal with all the guys who could possibly be out. I think this is, is factoring in um, them, uh, them playing. And also, you know, they, they beat down a short week, uh, Vic Fangio and co I'm, you know, we were both on brownies, I believe you're not officially, but we, I, I both placed best on, best on them. I believe um, Stefanski just out coached Fangio through and through it. And Keenan was a game manager, but he's going to do a lot more against this Pittsburgh team if he plays, especially with, with all the guys who might be out. Uh, I'm leaning Pitt for sure. Um, what did he grab in those points? Yeah, so it looks like signs are pointing towards Baker starting. Um, he okay. took some reps today. Um, so he seems to be pretty good. So you got Peoples-Jones, Denzel Ward, Clowney, Malik, Jackson, and Landry all sat out today. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Jack Conklin will probably be back. He was back at practice today. He's missed the last two. And Wills is fine as well. So they are getting two of their their boys up up front back. So That is is big. That is big, big, especially against uh, TJ Watt there and and, and that Pittsburgh uh, pass rush. Yeah. Um, yeah, so nothing from me. Uh, one quick note that I have written down here. Uh, the game last week between the Brown, uh, the Browns and Broncos, uh, as, a, as a college guy, it was pretty cool. Uh, that, that kid, Sertan, uh, the Broncos were given a lot of shit for, they thought they reached for him. He looks like, he looks solid. Um, anytime a young DB is like popping out on the screen at any moment, even if it's just a couple of times, it really, I think that's a great sign. And also uh, Newsom, who was kind of thrusted into a, a role there with the Browns, uh, they drafted him at a Northwestern. He he let up a few big plays, not big plays, but he let up a few catches, but he was always in position, if that makes sense. It, yeah, it, yeah. He was, you know what I mean? So he, he, they both look very solid, which I think um, that's like the one position for, for me, whatever reason. Whenever you see a, like a rookie DB or even second-year DB, like kind of showing out a little bit, I think that that's great because I know I, that's got to be the hardest position besides maybe quarterback to. Um, it's it's got to be, right? It's got to be, right? <laughs> right, like you never. I mean, think about it. You you don't really hear about young DBs like excelling, never. right? Never, never. I mean, Diggs, what Diggs is doing, and what his second year or is it third year now? Yeah, but he's not even that good in terms of like coverage. He just he's he's kind of like a ball hawk and just yeah, takes risks, yeah. Yeah. and and it, he gets rewarded when it works, but. Right. You're right. You don't really see these young. I mean, they talk about right Jalen Ramsey, obviously. I mean, who who even else would be? I mean, they were talking about Marcus Lattimore, but DK Metcalf just fucking posterized. I, D, I people who play DB now, it, it's just it's insane to me because it's 
it's got to be the hardest position to play with the rules the way they are and everything. It's God bless mm-hmm. him. Lattimore is a good example. You're right. His rookie year, he was crazy. Yeah. Um, all right. But we will move on to the last one o'clock game of this weekend. We have Chicago hosting San Fran. So two early start times for West Coast teams this week. And um, as referenced earlier, we cannot fucking get San Fran right. So I'm assuming we both have absolutely nothing on this game. Uh, but anyway, we got San Fran laying four on the road in Chicago, total of 39 and a half. You go. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I like I like San Fran again. I like four. San Fran again. Yeah, I'm not going to take him, but I like him again. Uh, it's just – it's more down to the, uh, the Bears. just look like a fucking dumpster fire. Like, yeah. I mean, that was just such a fucking embarrassing effort. I know it was against Tampa Bay, but – I mean, I, I don't know how Nagy still has a job. Um, it, it, that they just look awful. Um, Justin Fields can't like complete a pass. Khalil Max still out. I think he didn't play today. I didn't practice today. Didn't play last week. Um, I, I don't know. The only thing that that concerns me a little bit is Debo Samuel did not practice today. Um, I think he's got a little bit of a calf issue going on. So. That would definitely make me nervous. I'm, I'm going to stay away. What am I saying? I'm going to stay away. I'm not going to yeah. take this game. I'm not going to take this game. I will say that um, I, uh, I wonder if <laughs> what keeps happening to us is we bet San Fran, they let us down so bad. We go away for a few weeks. They start to like, you know, they cover a couple times and then we chop that. You know what I mean? We might yep. just be off sync with them. So maybe we should take them. But to your point, I, I'm going to stay away. Um, this Bears O-line, though, but I'm not even joking. It might be the worst O-line I've ever seen in my life. It, it is. We, we rip on the Jets, dude. This is like uh, uh, traffic cones. Um, should be good for your boy Bosa. Um, hopefully gets a few sacks. We need gets back into that. Get back, gets back into that race. But, uh, yeah, nothing nothing here, man. I, I, I really don't even know. Not much to say. It's, it's a shame. The, whenever these young quarterbacks are put into situations like that, it's it's borderline impossible to to succeed, and man oh man, they have the worst offense across worst passing offense across the board. Not even close. So um, nothing for me, nothing for me there. Uh, also, what's I, I know we neither one of us know, but Trey Sermon, uh, the running back they took in San Fran, I, I don't know what's going on with that. He's not injured, right? He's, he's just no, not playing him. It's, it's not playing him, and you know I think he was one of the higher touted uh, running backs in the class. And also, I think I saw Shanahan has a below 500 record. It's not even close, I think. With San Fran, like oh, 43%. It, yeah, yeah. He's had bad years. I, I know. I didn't realize this either. The only good year you have is 13 and 3 when they went to the Super Bowl. That really year has been under 500. And there's been a couple stinkers. Yeah. I know they have a lot of injury issues, but I'll tell you one thing, man. Maybe you stop asking your fucking Pro Bowl tight end to block pass rushers, like on three quarters <laughs> of the goddamn plays. I don't know, man. This whole maybe it's because the floor came to the Jets, and I'm this Shanahan system. I'm a little bit fucking. The Jets ended up not to go back to the Jets. The Jets ended up with a, an offensive system that might be flawed, and they have Jeff Albright, who was the the quote unquote part of the mastermind behind that Seahawks defense that is now garbage because the cover they run the cover two. I don't know what they run, but it's you know, cover three. The Seahawks cover three is that what it was, and it doesn't clearly doesn't work anymore. It hasn't worked. 
So no, I, you got to do fucking two deep safeties. It's got to be coming <laughs> to two deep safeties. That's what everyone's <laughs> saying. Fucking make them make a mistake. You can't get burned on big plays, but everyone's fucking covering three, covering three. So the Seahawks still play. It sucks because they got blitz boy. They can't put him back in coverage. Right. Yeah, I mean, let's just move on. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> cut, cut the podcast. <laughs> um, all right. We got Seattle here. They are hosting. We got this is a crazy slate. I've never, I don't remember a slate being like this many talking points. Seattle is hosting Jacksonville. Seattle's laying three and a half to three now. Looks like it's ticking down to some spots. Total of 43 and a half. C Mac, I'm going to start off you, start you here with a question. Uh, although I will note Jacksonville is coming off a bye. Is the better quarterback favorite here? No. <laughs> I agree. I'm leading is Jackson. Is Smith better than Trevor Lawrence? No. Although, no, no, Gino has faced no, the Rams, no, no. Pittsburgh, and New Orleans on prime in prime time, so it wouldn't be shocking to um, you know, to see some positive regression there. If you, you know what I mean. Okay, actually, let me let me preface this. Let me let me rewind here for a second. I don't know actually if Trevor Lawrence is better than Geno Smith. What I will say is whoever is calling plays for Seattle's offense. Should have been out of a job at halftime on Monday night. He it's Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll with a wig. Pete Carroll puts a wig on when they're on offense, and he pretends to be a different person. They just calls straight run plays. I legit. I don't understand it, so I don't even know if Geno Smith's good or not. I think he's actually decent, to be honest, because it seems like he actually takes it like seriously. But I don't. I don't know. That play calling made no sense. It's not even like they have Chris Carson or. Even Rashad Penny back there. It's like Alex Collins or something. And it's 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 run, run, right up the middle, right up the middle, third and eight. It's like, what, what do you want Gino to do? It's third and eight again. The pass rushers are teeing off on him. You're not even running a screen or anything for him. It's just DK go long and Tyler Locker go long. And let's hope someone gets open. I that that offense looked almost worse than the Jets. Almost. The Jets can't even get a yard on first down. So um <laughs> I, so I, I don't know i will say i i mean i just i don't know what to think of this game it, it makes me want to take the jaguars again yeah but uh it just it seems all signs are pointing to that um i just don't know if i can take them two weeks in a row yeah uh, like we said low total 43 and a half and, I mean, you have Jacksonville with the worst defense in the league. I don't even think that's opinion anymore. I think that's fact. Um, let me see here. Let me let me pull this bad boy up. Opponents points per game. It, of course, it, my metrics have them. Okay. I mean, they're, the they're uh, in 26th, but they're about a point off from Washington in 32nd. Like 20, 25 to 32 is pretty much all the same. Right. I have, according to DVOA, EPA, and um, also a different metric here, I have 32nd across the board. Urban Meyer comes out. He goes, I want to run the ball. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm shocked it actually took him several weeks to make this statement. What I say last week when, I, when a coach says that, it's auto under. It worked twice last week with the Giants game and also the, um, um, the Saints game. Uh, because Pete Carroll just manages to say it every week. <laughs> it's pretty fucking funny. At this no point. one's even asking. Every me, yeah. <laughs> it's just we just we 
we had the right strategy with running the ball. It just, we didn't execute it. So uh, he keeps saying, he says again, so, uh, you know, you have two coaches here who want to run the ball. However, you have two defenses that are God awful. If you just throw the ball, So you want to take the over, but will they actually throw the ball? I'm not putting faith in either coach here. I, uh, I, I lean Jacksonville with the points. Um, however, like I said, Gino has faced three top echelon defenses so far. I would not be shocked to see some positive regression. And like I said, if both teams came out and tried to throw the ball, I want Gino with those weapons compared to Lawrence right now and those 100%. weapons. So, um, so that's the only thing here. I, I'm, I'm going to stay away. Yeah, I'm with you. Right. If, if the Seahawks throw the ball, I think they'll win right. rather right. easily. Right. They don't. <laughs> that's and simple. And talk about, simple. you know, oh, Put Dan Campbell and Pete Carroll in a room and let them talk. Give them different scenarios on fourth down and whether or not they go for it. And, oh, man, let's, and even Staley. Throw Staley in there. Oh, dude, it would be unbelievable. Put, put Michael Fleur in there, too. <laughs> Just to watch. He's like, wait a um, second. You don't have to run the ball right up the middle of fourth and one? Dang, I was like, nice. Just fake a punt, man. It's great. <laughs> Next up, Chargers off a of bye, hosting the Pats, Mac Jones and co. Chargers are laying six points with a total of 48 and a half. Um, you start. I, I don't have much for this. I'm, I'm, I was wondering if you did. Okay. Um, I think this okay. should be a, a fun game, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I actually have a lot. If okay. All right. So much. let me, uh, I'll just, okay, I'll just go through real quick and then you can give yours. Gonna, your, I just think, uh, yeah. My, my thought process here is, Belichick's going to just kind of try to prolong drives there for, for Herbert and co, um, you know, make them run a lot of plays. If they get a turnover or something, make a mistake there, um, which I don't, I don't know if the Chargers want to do so much. And on the other side of the ball, Patriots just put up 54 in the Jets. So, you know, what's going to happen here? Um, it seems like, I don't think the – I mean, the Patriots seem to be pretty good. They have lost, you know, a few close games against Cowboys, Tampa. Uh, Miami should have won. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think the Patriots are, are pretty good. I think they're very well coached, obviously. I think Daniels is very, very good at calling plays and running that offense. Uh, they're getting John Smith a lot more involved, just kind of getting the ball in his hands. I think he took a handoff against the Jets. I mean, just get him the ball any way they can. Um, fascinating. It, it it is, and and it's fascinating that it worked, even even more. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, just, I think it should be a good game. Uh, I don't. I I really don't have a side here. I'm just kind of excited to watch this one. Yeah. So, charges off a of bye, like we said. Staley's got so long to prepare, and I I do think um, that coaching unit over there is one of the better ones from what we've seen so far. Um, I think New England might be a little bit overrated, even as someone who took them against the boys. Uh, Cowboys dominated that game in the uh, in the uh, box score. Um, I do think that Chargers should win, right? When you look at just straight talent and team and all this, they should win. The one thing that's keeping me off them is I, I believe we talked about it last week on the pod that the, the Staley defense, three levels to it, right? You need the versatile linebacker and safety, and they have that, and, and most notably in Derwin James. 
In order for them to do that effectively, they need the run-stopping defensive tackle, which they lack tremendously. And what we have seen, we actually talked about it not last week, but before the Browns game. And what we saw, we actually both talked about the Chubb prop. Neither one of us tweeted it out. But when you have that approach and you lack the defensive tackle, the run game is going to hurt you. The Chargers are last across the board in every metric, once again, in against the run. And what does my boy Bill, Billy Boy want to do? He's going to pound the rock, oh, cool, baby. pound it, pound it, pound it, pound it. And then what types of passes work against the Chargers with that type of formation? Check down, check down, check down. What, yep, check down and screens. What, what does Mac Jones want to do? And McDaniels, check down and screen. Throw the ball to you. <laughs> I think it is way too many points based on the strategic matchup. Now, we talked about how the Chargers are just so high variance where it feels like even with that, they could still, and like I said, I think the Pats are a little bit overrated right now. I could see them just putting up fucking points on this Pats D and saying to, you know, Mac Jones and co keep up and they, he cannot keep up in that type of game. So that's why I'm leaning over and I'm going to take the over. I, uh, it's the total is currently at blah, 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 48 and a half. I just think chargers play a shootout style, high volatile game. And, um, you know, if Bill does slow it down and control it, uh, this this will not get over. But I just have I have a feeling that with the bye week, which is so key to me because two weeks to prepare, I think. Um, and you know, the, the doing good, feeling great after blowing out the Jets. I just feel like this team is going to put up points. So, you know, I'm not going to lock it in yet. Actually, I'm going to backtrack there because maybe I go team total. I got to see what the number what the number is for that because maybe that might be the better approach. Um, if you want to avoid, you know, check down Mac and go. Um, what are your thoughts there? Talk, help me out here. How would you approach that with that thought process? Or just stay away because you want to avoid the run game and check down that could burn clock, like you said. I, yeah, I, I would just lean over because I do think these offenses are good enough to mm-hmm. to to put up points. Um, I mean, the so New England's averaging twenty six. I was a little inflated with the fifty four that. They just put up against the Jets. The Chargers are averaging 25, um, and the Chargers are at 30 at home. So right. New England's pretty similar across the board there. Um, so I I do think that there's something there. Chargers, Chargers are a good red zone team, too. I know I think the Patriots are awful. Um, my Patriots are middle of the pack. The Chargers are fourth. But so uh, – I, I would lean over here. I would. The only thing okay, is, I'm right, I, I also, th- I do think that maybe Herbert completions is worth a look just because I think Belichick is going to play that too deep safety and just have him, you know, kind of attack that the middle of the field and just, you know, prolong drives. But yeah, I would still lean over. The team has a, uh, a um, similar vibe to Pat's Cowboys. What did that total end up at? For the, for the game, that was uh, – Went under, I think. No, it went way over. Too. It went, went way over. Time. Wasn't it like 34, 31 or something? 35, 29. And it was at uh, you know, 29, 29. So 58 points at, at, at the end of regulation. This is a very similar vibe to me. Yep. Um, and, now, and now you throw in a head coach in Staley who is going to – going up against Belichick, this is his Super Bowl earlier yep. in the year. Yep. Um, oof. You know what? I might fucking lay the lumber with. I think Staley. I think this is his. Um, this is gonna be his Mona Lisa. I think. 
Um, and boy, I hope he doesn't let me down. But um, so give me the over for now. I, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll, you know what, I'm going to money line. Um, that's my other end of the money line parlay with Arizona is going to be Chargers. Okay. Um, cool. We'll keep moving on here. Uh, Washington at Denver. Washington second straight road game. Denver with extra rest off of the uh, Thursday night game against the Brownies. And right now I am showing a spread of Denver minus three with a total of 43 and a half. Um, I will start quickly. I don't have much here whatsoever. I don't like what I'm seeing from Denver. I don't like Fangio. I don't even like what I see more from the Washington side of the ball. Uh, I did hear that Fitzpatrick may be back. So if you believe in any of that, I would grab the points. But as of now, I, I couldn't have less of a take on this besides Chase Young lost all his superpowers. Yeah, I, I got nothing here. Uh, the Bruins are up one nothing. Um, I got nothing Ooh. here. Little Charlie Coyle. Yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing on this game. I do not. I, is this a Sunday night game or is it four o'clock game? Please don't be Sunday. No, four twenty-five. Oh, thank God. Okay. All right, I got nothing no. on this game. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that game. Um, next, we got New Orleans hosting Tampa Bay. Um, New Orleans is a Five and a half point dog now. One up to five and a half. Wow. Up, wow. Total 50. Um, you start here. I, I, I like Tampa. Call me crazy. Just um, cruising, right? They're just cruising. They're making it look easy. They look like they're not even breaking a sweat during the game. I mean, it just looks entirely too easy for them right now. I mean, they were missing Antonio Brown last week. I don't know if he's going to be back, but I mean, they didn't miss a step. Uh, Godwin and Evans just went off. Um, I, Saints off a short week coming back from the West Coast. It just – this screams Tampa just kind of blows them out again because I don't think Jameis can – I'm still not sold on Jameis. I mean, 13 points against that Seattle defense, that's terrible. Uh, so I'm still not sold on them. And, uh, yeah, I, I just think Tampa Tampa kind of rolls here. I think they win by at least a touchdown. Yeah. I uh, I would agree at first glance. It just feels like this this Tampa team is – rolling right now and on the other end Jameis will not be able to take advantage of those corners which is what you have to do right now against that Tampa team and um however I will say that without that Metcalf play which I do think you could somewhat chalk up as kind of fluky you know we have a more positive thought of New Orleans in our mind I think maybe so um you know at this point getting five and a half at home divisional game and New Orleans defense is is you know they're they're legit, I think. Yeah. As legit as you as legit as you can be in this day and age with defense. Um, so I got nothing here. I would lean Tampa, but at the same time, man, I, Sean Payton, I, I good coach, maybe a little bit of a look ahead spot against Seattle too. Uh, just trying to get there, going against Gino. I um I wouldn't be shocked, man, if you know this is one of those games or just the NFL where New Orleans pulls it out in that prime time spot. This is like that four o'clock prime time, which I think we both agree we're going to call prime time uh-huh. at this point. Uh-huh. Um, so it'll be good. I mean, New Orleans pass rush cannot get after the quarterback. So and Tampa has one of the one of the better O lines. So um, I, I just you know I they're going to have to figure out ways to scheme things up against Brady, but nothing here. Just a little bit too much of a too big of a spread, I think, for me. Maybe take the points away. Yeah. But um, all right. Last two games here, two prime times. We have the Sunday night game. Two teams coming off a bye. Two high high octane offenses indoors on the on the rug. 
We got Dallas at Mini. Mini is currently catching, looks like two and a half points and um, trending towards three with a total of 55. I only thing I could say here is, you know, over. Yep. <laughs> yep. Are you, are you on it officially or are you just leaning that way? Um, 55. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Okay. I hate Packers. Um, like I haven't made any. Yeah, I have nothing written down. But, um, yeah, I mean, this this Minnesota offense, it, it actually plays better from behind when they start airing it out. Uh, we talked about the receiving core. It's great. This Dallas team, Dallas offense indoors should be something to watch. Although the Minnesota D is, according to the metrics I'm looking at, have been good so far besides stopping the rush. So, um. <laughs> You know, we'll see. I lean over. I wish I had more to say about this game, but it's kind of just like which offense is going to – who gets the last possession? It feels like one of those games, you know? It, it does, doesn't it? I, yeah. I agree I, with that. I would, lean take, I would lean taking the points. If Dallas gets to three, I'm going to have to take Minnesota. And I keep betting against Dallas. I think they're 6-0 and against the spread. Uh, yeah, no, it should be a good game. I'm excited for this one as well. Um, two teams in, indoors on the carpet. I mean, let's go. Two uh, high-powered yeah. offenses for the most part. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins got a pick six in him. I know that. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know that I, I'm so sick of hearing about Oh, my God, Obi. Oh, let's go. Um, oh, sorry, Obi scored. Um, <laughs> sort, of the, sort of the Panthers. I've been on the uh, Capitals. Um, but, yeah, it's, I think it should be a good game. Uh, high-powered, uh, both offenses, especially coming off a bye, they'll be able to scheme some some ways up. Should be pretty uh, pretty healthy. I think Dak's fine. I think he's been practicing with that calf strain um, that he suffered at the end of the Patriot game. So uh, his injury came at a good time with that bye week. So uh, let's see some points. Give me the over. Hell yeah. And if, like I said, if it gets to three, I'll be on that. Last but not least, um, we have a Monday night game. Kansas City's laying 10. Mahomes is playing and uh total of 52 and a half. Uh it feels like too many points for the Giants. Um jo- so Jones and Mahomes are both playing. And um I uh I would lean G Men here. I don't think Kansas City deserves to lay 10 against anyone. Giants. This defense on Kansas City can't stop anyone. So you know what? Uh, give me the 10 points. It, maybe it's just that easy. Um, I think it starts to come down throughout the week as we get closer to uh Monday. And um, I'll take the G-men here to stay within the number. Uh, I'm going to wait until Kansas City proves me wrong. Uh, the off- I think basically what's happening is their defense is so bad and they're, they're, that they're asking Mahomes to be Superman nonstop. And their teams have stopped blitzing him. So now he has all day in the pocket, but no one's open downfield. And, you know, this team has never been a team to really run short out routes or anything like that. So I think they need to make a strategic change. I do think they'll eventually do it, but I'm just – I'll wait until I see it. I think um, they got to change up their whole approach. Because like I said, it's, it's, it's not working with what these defenses are doing now. Um, I think G-Men continue the trend. And, you know, even if they lose by fucking, even if they're down 15 it, with two minutes left, you can still slide in that back door with that defense. Can't lay 10 with that D, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I lean that way with you, with the Giants. Um, I think the big problem with the Chiefs is teams are playing that too high safety look, which really forces you to just check down and attack the middle of the field, but they don't really feel – not that they don't feel like doing it, but they have no run game, which is really what you have it. to do. You have to, run, you have to run against that box and bring those safeties up, which they're not doing because mm-hmm. they're behind before they even get the ball because that defense is so bad. So it just seems like that cycle. And then 
Um, it, it seems to me that Mahomes, you're right, is, is playing. He's not taking the check down, right? He's he's he looks even like skittish and scared in the pocket. He's trying to get out of there as soon as he can, and, and just seems to be taking some unnecessary hits. Um, but they just look like a mess right now. You're right, mm-hmm. and <laughs> with that defense, I mean, I'll probably take some Danny Jones, uh, some Danny Dimes rushing yard props because. Yep. I could see him doing some, but I, I think you're spot on with that. With uh, too many points, even though Kansas City's at home, it's way too many points. And the, the Giants' offense seems decent enough, uh, especially against the probably the worst defense in the league, um, to to keep it close there. Yeah, yeah. And how long until Mahomes' fucking family and brother become an issue? Oh my um, god, dude! Oh, it, how it's how so fucking deal with that. And uh, this team has never faced adversity. Doesn't feel like, even though like winning, losing the Super Bowl, I don't think is too much adversity in my opinion. Um, first time they're going to face it with all the TikToks and whatnot. I think it's going to be an issue. Uh, and like you said, t- teams teams aren't blitzing him. He's he's blitzed the least amount out of any quarterback in the league. And um, one thing to keep an eye on is I saw Kyler Stafford and maybe Josh Allen are still blitzed near the top end. And these great quarterbacks are so good against it because they they see it coming and they know how to re- react to it. Um, and Kansas City's got to change the offense, and I don't know if they have what have it in them right now. It's going to take longer than fucking six days to figure out, based on what we saw against Tennessee. So, um, yeah, G-men all day. Let's go. Baby. That's all I got. Let's go, baby. That's week eight. That is week eight. All right. Um, any closing thoughts before we uh, sign off here? No, I think we. <laughs> I, I said think we did everything now. right. Yeah, we did. We did well. How how long how long are we running on here? Uh, it's probably hour fifty, hour forty. All right, so we, we got a lot in there. Maybe an hour and a half. Yeah, no, not hour forty because we didn't start recording until. Um, but all right. Um, no closing thoughts. We'll tweet tweet out the the goods and um, let's keep it rolling here. We're both combined. I think up what forty five units about. So. Uh, Let's hit a little first TD prop, Christian Kirk tomorrow, and uh, get the week rolling. Love it, love it. I'll be on it. You'll be on it. We'll both be on it. Love it. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? All right, everyone, thanks for listening. Peace.